Today's podcast sponsor is Santa Cruz Medicinals, and it's a company I'm proud to talk about because I've been using their CBD products for years. We use a CBD beef tallow to cook our elk steaks, and their CBD cream is one of the best things I've used post-run to help ease the pain in my muscles. They make an array of potent CBD formulas. To be effective, CBD has to be dosed properly, and Santa Cruz Medicinals has those potent dosages. They make CBD deep sleep caps, pain creams, magnesium, beef tallow, which can be used as a moisturizer or for cooking, MCT oil, and more. Check them out at scmedicinals.com and use the code KEEPHAMMERING for 15% off and free shipping in the USA. Loophold Optics has been providing my binoculars and eyewear for the last few years. I like that it's an Oregon company and they make such high quality glass. That's all I've really used. And if you can't find what you're hunting, it's going to be tough to kill. So Loophold Optics has really played an integral part in my success these last few years. Thank you, Loophold, for supporting the podcast. Every step I take, I move my truth. Every time they tell me stop, I use. Every comment, hate that makes my feel. Gather up my energy and boom. I hear them talking, saying the way that I move is so reckless. That is a part of my mind I've been blessed with. Giving my blood so I am relentless. All right, this is Keep Hammering Collective with Katie Knight. Can you believe you're here? I can't. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Great training day and then ending it with this. Yeah, I mean, as, as we were just saying... I'm better at training than talking. Oh, yeah. That's like the comfort zone, running, shooting, lifting. Yeah. Um, and this, not so much, but it's still still fun. Yeah. Gonna sit down and have a conversation. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm super thankful you're here. I've been following you for a while, and I know, I've, I mean, I think, you know, anybody would attest. I, I'm sure I mentioned it to Tanner, but this was like this week because I had Cat uh, Bradley than you, yep. and I'm like... I, I got to be on my A game for these girls. <laughs> yeah, she's mean, a badass. Cat was good, but like you, I, I didn't know if I'd be able to even lift with you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. This might not go very well. So we, I was, we, I was we nervous. We got it done. We got it done. I yeah. was nervous. How, how, what do you think of the, the lift run shoot routine? It, I mean, it's basically my normal routine. The, the shooting's a bonus. Um, and now I'm going to do that a lot more with the bow that I got. So uh, but yeah, otherwise I'd be doing that on a daily basis, lifting, running every day, twice a day, six yeah. days a week. Yeah. So people will like, they'll look at you and they'll be like, oh, how is she in such good shape? It's yeah. just basically, well, obviously you got good genetics, yep. but you work your ass off. Yeah. Hard I mean, work. Hard work. Every day, right? Do you yeah. train every day? Every day, twice a day, six days a week. Sunday's completely off. Rest day. I walk the dog. That's mm-hmm. about it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I was born bred and corn fed in Iowa. It's just like <laughs> that hard work mentality. Those people there, I mean, that's what they do all day. So mm-hmm. kind of yeah. grew up like that, um, grew up in sports. So there's no excuses. You work hard and you get it done. And so now you've went and like, what would you say your specialty is as an, as an athlete? I know you said you played, you know, hockey and mm-hmm. different things in high school. Then you tried to pursue I think you tried out for the American team, you said, for yeah, hockey. Yeah, yep. And so how'd you end up to where you're at? Yeah, so um, after college, I kind of, you know, I got into CrossFit. I drank the Kool-Aid, was all in on that, did some big team comps, had a lot of fun. And then um, as we were talking at my first 
ultra marathon that I ran was the rim to rim to rim, um, which isn't a race, but it's 50 miles. It's got a lot of climbing yeah. as you know, you've it's done hard. it. It's yeah. Hard. So that kind of like hooked me in the running game and the ultra game. Um, and because I have a strength background combining endurance and strength and finding obstacle course racing, um, the ultra distance was like the perfect mix. So yeah. I would say that's my specialty is running for a long time and throwing strength in there. So yeah. heavy carries, sandbag carries, rigs, all the obstacles, um, and being able to do that for 24 hours. So yeah, that's impressive. It's, it's a niche category, but man, it works. It's impressive. I mean, it, it feels like you're designed exactly for that, you know, because <laughs> you do have endurance because, I mean, I would say that the rim to rim to rim, what did you like about that? Just the suffering and pushing? It was the suffering. So I like to push like every endurance race I go try out and do. I like to see what my mind and body can do. So it was like, hey, I've never ran more than a half marathon. Mm. Let's go try to climb in the in the, the Grand Canyon. So it was definitely the suffering and then just the like the beauty, the scenery. Um, never seen the Grand Canyon before. So when I was in the bottom of it, that's when the sun comes up. And I was yeah. like, wow, this yeah. is magnificent. Like, you is. can't beat this. And, you know, being able to run out on the trails, it's like you get to see that beauty every day. So it's worth it. It's worth the suffering. Like we were saying yesterday on the top of the, you know, at the monument, like that mm -hmm. was beautiful. Oh, I know. It's just like, I don't, I don't, you couldn't say, would you rather be anywhere else? And I'd just be like, no, I like, like suffering up this hill and being here to, to see how this beautiful sunset is like, yeah. that's to me, that's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. Did you see animals in the Grand Canyon? Did um, you see any sheep? I don't think I saw anything. Hmm. Although when I did the Spartan Ultra World Championships, the 24 hour race, a porcupine crossed my path. Oh, never seen a porcupine in real life. And really? It was, like, it was massive. And I was like, huh, I don't actually know what the protocol is. Like, just stay away or what? But, and that was like at 2 a.m. So maybe I imagined it. Who knows? But <laughs> do you know those quills shoot out? No. So they, that's why I was like, I'm, I'm going to stay right here and it can just like, it stayed on the path for a little bit. They so. don't shoot out. Oh, they but. don't. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it though. I'm gullible. <laughs> you could tell me anything. <laughs> I think that's what maybe I thought when I was a kid or maybe somebody <laughs> told me that. So, you know, you could just envision those quills to, and then shooting and mm -hmm. be, be a pretty good design they for don't defense shoot out. for them. Do you know what they do? No, they just poke oh. you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I know dogs get into them and they yeah. get it yeah. can be quite a process to get those out of dogs. Yeah, um, so I stayed far away. <laughs> good thinking. Yeah, that was probably a good, good approach. Um, hey, want to try one of these? Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Cool. So it's a ketone IQ. Yeah. Let's see what you think. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I know. It's like. Now my brain works. Yeah, I know. I'm I am totally up to speed now. It's <laughs> it's better than I used to like getting Slurpees when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Definitely better than a Slurp, Coke yeah. Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, now our the level of discussion and and intelligence is just going to skyrocket after this because it's like it's got IQ in the name. Right. Exactly. Come on, going to go deeper. We're more intelligent now. Do you? Um, Competing against the women and the events that you do, mm -hmm. um, what gives you that edge, do you think? Just like, I, I don't know, yeah, what gives you an edge? Why do you win? I, I would have to say, like, just mental grit. Like, hmm. the ability just to keep going, keep pushing. Like, anything in a race, especially that's 24 hours, anything can go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a matter of, like, 
if something's going to go wrong, it's what. Mm -hmm. So what this race is going to like hold you back from wanting to keep going or wanting to quit. Um, Because 12 hours in is when they say the race really starts. So you're sitting at midnight and you still got a long time. And then the sun comes up. You still have six hours. Right, so explain the 24-hour yeah. event. What, what what are you doing during yeah, that 20 Yeah, so in the 24-hour race, um, there's Spartan Ultra races, and then there's the 24-hour for World's Toughest Mudder. Um, and you're running laps. So World's Toughest is always five-mile loops, 20 obstacles per lap, um, and for 24 hours, or as long as you want to go. Mm. Um, and then for Spartan, it just depends. Like I've, I've done a 24 hour race in Telluride, which was 6.7 mile loops, starting at 9,000 feet elevation, climbing to 11 each lap. So that, you know, that's pretty brutal, but that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. The obstacles range from crawling over things, heavy carries, rigs, um, whatever they want to throw at you. And world's toughest has water obstacles. So they make it even harder um, it's freezing cold water. It's like getting in the cold plunges we did last night oh, every lap. So in you submerge. Really? Yeah. So your head has to go under. Yep. Hmm. And then how long you don't have to stay in for any amount of time? No. So like you would like, there's a cage crawl. So you're hmm. upside down, you're crawling on your back along a cage and you're in the water. And then there's like points where you have to go all the way under, um, and keep going. And that's probably like a huge pit. So mm. They just try to make you as miserable, miserable as possible. Like what can go wrong? So like, yeah, as I was saying, it's just like that willingness to keep going and keep pushing, um, because things have gone wrong. I've gotten hypothermia. Like I did last year at world's toughest. I've lost both big toenails, like during the race. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say just that mental grit is my advantage. There's other women out there that are willing to do this. Yeah. Same mentality. Yep. Yep. And they push you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have, you know, girls chasing you the whole race or you're trying to catch somebody, mm-hmm. um, that, that motivates me too. So mm. to win, to get, you know, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than winning. So having all that hard work you've, you've done the, for the past year and being on that podium just feels good. Yeah. I was asking, cause I mean, you talk to, if I talk to you for a few minutes, I can tell that training is a big part of your life. You yeah. know, you just love the grind. And I was asking if you love the grind or to compete more. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think you, you said that winning proves that the grind paid off. Yeah. And, but yeah. you still, I mean, still, you're not thinking about winning every day when you get to the gym. It's just what you do. Is that right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just part of my life. It's like, essentially it's my full-time job. So it's putting in that work, um, every day, all day, you know, Mm -hmm. twice a day, and then letting those results pay off, um, in the end when it comes to like competitions. Yeah. It's impressive. And then how, how has the, the business part of that been for you? I mean, have you been, so you're marketable, obviously. Have (laughs) have, Have you turned that into business opportunities? Yeah. So there's, um, brands have come along, uh, along during my journey, um, and wanted to work with me. So it's finding like a really good fit and what like just naturally works in my life. So like, I don't usually partner with brands that like, it doesn't feel natural. Like if it's, if I'm going to use it and post about it anyway, um, those are the brands that have come along that I just love. And there's mm-hmm. been some since like the very beginning that have stuck with me. Um, and I, I love that. So those, there's been a lot of business opportunities that way. And then, like I said, I have my own online training company. So having people want to be trained by me to do these kind of races or just, you know, look good and feel good and feel healthy and strong, mm-hmm. um, 
that means a lot. So that has helped my, you know, training business as I win these races, as I work hard, as I train, you know, that's come into, you know, exactly what I've been wanting to do my whole life. Yeah. And so you, I mean, you like the training piece because why helping people make positive changes or what do you like about it? Um, I like, so I've worked at big CrossFit boxes where like I've helped people get PRs on, on Olympic lifts, things like Mm -hmm. that. And that's super exciting. And then as I was telling you, I transitioned over to corporate health and wellness. So working for big tech companies and training their employees and being able to see somebody fall in love with fitness, learn how to do a squat for the first time. That's really what it's about for me. So Mm -hmm. it's like helping people realize that like, you know, being healthy and fit and strong, especially for women is really important. And it just like changes their life. It changes how they feel about themselves, their confidence, everything. So do you think that that's been more of a focus lately? Cause it's like the, uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like training has changed over time. Yeah. Um, we talked about Courtney a lot and she's like kind of broken barriers for what's possible. Mm -hmm. And it feels like is that strong fit athletic woman image has been changing. And now Mm -hmm. it feels like we're, Mm -hmm. we're there now. Um, for your clients, how much of it is it men versus women? Um, it's kind of a mix. So most of the men I get want to do Spartans and Tough Mudders and races. Mm. Um, I do have some female clients that want to as well, but for the most part, like women want to just like feel good and look good and be strong. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something that the mentality that comes along with that, that just like changes their whole life. Like I was saying, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, there, it has been a shift. Like I've had a lot of clients that are like, I don't want to lift a weight. I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, listen, or I don't want to <laughs> yeah. look like the CrossFitters. I was like, that's going to take years and a lot of eating and a lot of lifting. You're yeah. good. Let's just get you strong. Let's get you to feel good that, you know, you can do daily activities. You can lift things up. You can move a couch by yourself. I mean, man, you put up that clip. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. It was like Joe Rogan's <clears throat> clip. I like it. I like a woman that can uh, move a couch, is, help move a couch. What did he say? Sturdy. Sturdy. Oh yeah. I've been called sturdy. Um, basically my whole racing career because I get to the start line. I don't look like an ultra runner. Yeah. Um, and so I always get mostly from men like you run ultras or like you don't run ultras. And I told you the joke. I always give them like, well, watch me and then I'll bench press you at the end. So <laughs> I know, I know. I'll just tell gotta you. give it back to him a little <clears throat> bit. <laughs> I don't know what I was. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah. Benching. I mean, I haven't seen too many women with like shoulder like veins, veins in their shoulders. I was like telling Tanner, Jealous I, said, of my veins. I go, get, yeah, totally. I love, you know, but yeah, get these veins in your shoulder. So yeah, you definitely don't look like the normal ultra runner, no. but it's like, to me, when I see it, it's, it's just a testament to hard work yeah. and sacrifice. And cause it's yeah. not, it's hard for men to hold muscle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, if a man trains, you could train for years, you take off a month yeah. and it's just like, what the fuck? So when I see you, it's like, that's just, that's work. That's hard work. Yeah. It's hard not to respect that. I mean, so I, I love it. I was just, you know, you hear that with women, they don't want to get big, right. Yeah. Or they mm-hmm. want, they want to be tone, yeah. I think is what yeah. they say. But yeah, to get big, there's a lot of guys who can never get big. So I wouldn't, the girls don't really have to worry about it. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've not, I haven't always had muscle. So when I started back, like before CrossFit in 2016, 
Um, I was just pretty like lean. I just ran a lot, hmm. um, not a lot of muscle, not a lot of definition. So, you know, from now and from then until now, like I put on a lot of muscle mass <laughs> and I'll usually lose most of it come like ultra, um, ultra season. So like into the, the fall and the 24 hour races, just kind of, you know, eat your muscle. And so I'll go through a strength building phase from about January to April where it's a lot of lifting, not as much endurance, hmm. um, just to get strong again. Where do you think you perform best, more lean or more muscle? Depends on the competition. Yeah. Um, when I do ultra distance, it's definitely more lean. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'll go into world's toughest at like 140 or maybe even a little below. And then like the rest of the year, like I sit at a like what I feel like is healthy, like at 150. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, what were you at like? You said in high school you were more lean. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. It was probably like in the one twenties. And what what was your sports again? I know hockey. Yeah, yeah. Was the other so ones? high school um, varsity sports were swimming and diving, mm. uh, mostly diving. My sister was a diving coach, so that oh. was fun. Um, softball was another big one. Softball and ice hockey, um, and then track. Mm. But yeah, ice hockey is where I've always loved. Grew up playing with the boys, like I told you. Um, that that kind of probably added to where my mentality sets for races. You got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no room for being weak because you're a girl out there playing with a bunch of boys. Yeah. yeah. Who, um, so I, I mean, you've made changes <clears throat> who has inspired you along the way. I mean, who, who do you look up to? And it's like, you know, cause I know in, in bow hunting, I have guys who yeah. I followed as a kid, yeah. but who, I mean, who inspires you to keep working hard? Well, I mean, like, because I love strength and endurance, like looking up to people like Courtney, like for the, you know, the running aspect, like that's, you know, who I would dream of being like and competing and running, um, like, and then in CrossFit, it's like big CrossFitters, but I was also telling you like, it's, it's my mom as well. So she's in her sixties. She still does CrossFit. I do CrossFit with her when I go home and visit, Mm. she's strong, she bikes, like, that's just like the life that I want to live. So when I'm in my 60s, 70s, I'm still doing all the same things I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an inspiration is just to keep working hard. And like both my sisters have had four or five kids. They're <laughs> still strong. They're, you know, they're pretty jacked. Yeah. And it's cool to see. So yeah. I, I definitely look up to that. So I, I'm, I'm blessed to have, you know, a very fit, active family to look up to. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Um, <laughs> and who, so... With regard to your sponsors or your mm-hmm. business, um, how has that evolved? And it's like, because to me, you seem very marketable. I mean, we yeah. talked about merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Um, how is those those partners, are they helping with that vision that you have for yourself? Yeah, like I said, I usually bring brands on board that see my vision. We vibe well together. Um, and I help them grow. They help me grow. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. Yeah. And that's definitely, you know, I started like my social media in, it must've been 2022, 21. Yeah. What? And you just yeah, started in February, it then? I was at 3000 followers. And I grew it all myself. Yeah. How come, how come no social media? I just wasn't interested. I, I just wanted to train and kind of live life without having to be on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then as I started to race bigger races and just being able to share my story and hope like hopefully inspire others, I got more like involved with Instagram. And so since then it's just like, it's grown Hmm. um, and it's been really fun and you can kind of have a little bit more of an outreach. So I've liked that. 
yeah. that part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's great for connection with people. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I don't know if I would have known about you without social media. Right. Exactly. Right? So you wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have <laughs> got to have that good training day yesterday. Yeah. Hey, guys, you want to be as smart as famed neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, PhD at Stanford? Well, sadly, that's probably not going to happen. But I did find something that can help, and that's HVMN Ketone IQ. I actually downed one right before reading this. So if I sound decent, it's probably why. Because I'm not sure if you guys realize how much brain power podcasting takes. But whatever I can take that will at least make me sound smarter, I'm in. Ketone IQ is a clean energy boost without sugar or caffeine. Ketone IQ increases your blood ketones. I'm not on a keto diet, but by taking Ketone IQ, I can achieve the desired focus and energy for explosive workouts that ketones typically provide to those in ketosis. You can find Ketone IQ at your local Sprouts or online at hvmn.com. Use code CAM, C-A-M, for 20% off your first order. Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops is a sponsor of the podcast, and that's especially powerful for me because I remember when Cabela's came to town, came to Springfield, Oregon, and I actually played a role in the opening of that store. Instead of cutting the grand opening ribbon with scissors, I shot it with an arrow, and it was just a monumental thing. I mean, everybody here in town was talking about, hey, are you going to go to Cabela's? Can you believe Cabela's is coming here to Springfield, Oregon? So I know what a staple those giants in the industry are. And it's actually, it's one of the first places people go when they're looking to get geared up to be to become a hunter is they go to Cabela's and buy everything they need. So I'm very excited that we've partnered together and we can help open up those outdoor and hunting opportunities to listeners of this podcast. I'm always putting constant stress on my body, which is why I decided to try mud water. And it has been a game changer in regard to mental focus. The blend of adaptogenic mushrooms, cordyceps, and lion's mane all support focus, physical performance, and are great for the immune system. Now, these aren't the hallucinogenic type of mushrooms, but I do like that mud water gives back to the Berkeley Center for the Science of Using Psychedelics to help treat individuals with mental health disorders. Go to mudwater.com, that's M-U-D-W-T-R, use code CAM for 15% off your first order. And so what's your, what's your goals? Where, where do you see yourself headed? Yeah, um, kind of like we talked about on the run, is I want to be involved in like the hybrid sport right now. So doing strength events, endurance events, win a couple more world's toughest. That'd be nice. And then as I get older into like my late thirties, I'd love to just take on like sky racing and ultra Mm, running. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to just travel around and do the hardest endurance races in the entire world. I've already done some of them. I was telling you about the swim run world championship yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So like to be able to go do that and like complete and finish like some of the hardest things. Like what, what would be the hardest? What do you have? Like in your mind, what's the hardest endurance event? The Norseman, uh, triathlons, a pretty big one. Hmm. Um, and then like doing the Ironman and Kona would be really cool. What's the first one you said? The Norseman. Yeah. So that's a like the hardest, um, triathlon that's you know, people talk about all the time. Well, how come? Why is it hard? It's just, it's the train. Just everything is pretty dang brutal. Hmm. And then like jumping into things like I'd love to do Western States, Hard Rock 100. Like that would be my goal. And like, you know, five years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, 
you know, yeah, your body can change, but your mentality is going to stay the same. Yeah. So you have yeah. what it takes. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of getting the train. So the, the more miles and training, like maybe hundred mile weeks, of course yep. you'd, you'd go down in size a little bit, yep. but I just don't see, I think the mentality you have to win. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. That's what people can't train. Yeah. You know, you either have to me, either you have that heart of a champion or you don't. Yeah. You can tweak your body. You can look at, I mean, I see, I've seen a lot of people in shape mm -hmm. who you can't actually, to be truthful, you can't judge much on just looking at somebody. Right. Yeah. We talked about, let's all show no go. Right. Sometimes you see that on Instagram a lot. <laughs> sometimes, but you know, I, I just know, and, and there's a lot of events where you might have, oh, they're, they're probably going to be great. Mm-hmm just because they look like they should be great doesn't yeah. mean they're going to be great. No. So it's like, to me, that point is, is like you have the mentality to win. And then it's just a matter of you build your body for certain events, right. for certain challenges to be the best in that one thing. So I think with ultra, yeah, you would just tweak your training and yep. probably, I would think still be right up in the top. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I want to, I, mean, I, I want to watch I would that. hope so. But yeah, it's usually like, the mind that goes first. So like when people ask me what was the hardest about that swim run world championship or running for 24 hours, it's like your body, as long as there's no broken bones, you, it'll do what you tell it to. Mm -hmm. So it's usually the mind that goes first. And then if you can keep that strong, um, you can, you can just keep going. Like what we talked about, you're going to pass out before you die. So I keep that and, in mind. <laughs> and you know what, how many people have you seen pass out? Exactly. No, I, mean, I don't think any humans, <laughs> They quit way before that shit's oh, happening, yeah. oh, generally. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a few. I, I worry about Courtney sometimes pushing so hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in general, yeah, no, exactly. nobody, nobody's pushing exactly. that much. So um, that mentality, yeah. Um, is there, what's that? Is there a, a double triathlon? Do they call it Ultraman? Have you ever heard of that? Yes, yeah. Is yeah, that, that's the Kona one. Oh, So it that's is. the double one. Yeah, oh. that's the one that's out in Hawaii. And so, it's called Ultraman? yeah. I think so. I think I think we're talking about the same thing. I I don't know. I mean, I know they have the because it's the double distance of everything. Yeah. Right. I know. I've heard Rich Roll talk about it. Yeah. I think he did it. Yeah, it's crazy. I had a professor in college who actually did it twice. He mm. I think he DNF the first time and then finished the second, which is just so cool. Yeah, and you were also talking about weren't you talking about Leadman? Oh yeah, that. So next year, I really want to jump into Leadman, which is the Leadville 100 run, and then also Leadville 100 mountain bike race. So back-to-back mm -hmm. -back weekends, we talked about you get like a huge hatchet. That's all I want. <laughs> so like if I could just complete that and get that, you know, big hatchet, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be a fun day. And I mean, you bike a lot too, so. Yeah, so usually when like my mileage goes up for running, kind of just to keep the pounding off my body, um, because I'm a little bit heavier for an ultra runner, is to bike so it's biking and climbing a ton either on my single speed or going out for a three-hour ride climbing you know four or five thousand feet on my road bike and where and you're in boulder in boulder colorado yeah so do you feel like that high elevation training pays off in the races yeah definitely i mean when you come down to sea level which is where most of my races happen um except for you know in telluride and in mountain towns but it, it pays off a ton. So you like, you feel like you can breathe, like the air is a little bit, you know, thinner, you can breathe it in. So how was it? How was it here? Cause this is low. How was it yesterday? Yeah, it was pretty good. The, the yeah. heat, the heat was hard and 
um, it got hot. <laughs> yeah. So I jumped in the creek. <laughs> I know that river felt good. I bet. Uh huh. Yeah. I just, I dipped my hat in there, but <laughs> yeah, that's like my go-to on a hot run across town. I'm thinking of that river because it just cools down the core. And then we came here, we had steak and, uh, but before we had steak, we did the cold plunge and oh my God, by it, that time I'd cooled co- down. It was cold. Those ice, ice baths were cold. I don't know how much, how many bags of ice she put in, but she did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no ice in there, but God dang, that water was freezing. Yeah. yeah it's uh, man, what, what a, I just can't believe, I mean, as disciplined as you are, I shouldn't be surprised how good a shot you were, yeah. but to get out there at 111 yards and yeah. do what you did. That's, that's right. impressive. That's right. That's the record. I was I, like, I have to get that. It, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'll be out there all day before yeah. I give up. <laughs> no, we, uh, yeah, it didn't take all day. You're a great shot. But mm-hmm. so what's your, you've hunted a little bit before. Yep. So my brothers both hunt back in Iowa, uh, mostly deer, but we're going to go get a bear, right? Uh, yeah. I want to. Yeah. yeah. If you're down, I'm down. Oh, of course. We're going to go bear hunting. Of course. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, what do you, what do you like about shooting a bow? I mean, so like, like I was telling you, I did the tactical games, uh, last weekend yeah. and there's something about just like, like shooting that's, and, and then when you hit the target, it's so rewarding. So yeah. like you put an effort, you, you make corrections, things like that. And then when you finally get it, it's just like, it's like being on top of the podium. Like it, it nothing feels better. So I couldn't imagine like, you know, hitting your target, hitting the animal. Um, that just has to be a different feeling. Yeah. And also the bringing the meat home, Yeah, you know, like being, I think there's something powerful about being a provider, Yeah, you know, so when you can sit down to a meal and it's an animal that, that you killed, yep. you processed, right? you, it's in your freezer, you cook it. And then it's just like, that's to me, that's, you know, the human existence is mm-hmm. relying on providers. Oh yeah. And I think there's something powerful. And then if, if you could go up, and that the bear hunt is like I explained to you, it's a great first bow hunt because mm-hmm. it's, you know, how I, I like to hunt them with new bow hunters is on the ground close, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. that. I mean, I think there's something special about being close to a wild animal, yeah. but with bear specifically is identifying that it's a male as opposed to a female, mm-hmm. because most people look at a bear, a bear is a bear. Oh Yeah. That's what I would think. <laughs> right. But there's, you know, there's little signs to look for that differentiate the two sexes. And so we want to kill old male bear. And uh, it's it's fun just to be there with somebody and just, just watch the emotions and the ups and downs and the excitement. And then when it comes down to crunch time and pulling that bow back and actually mean something. Right, right. You know, because practice is practice. Right. That means something, but not like killing an animal. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Well, we're going to do it. And then I, like, I, it makes sense why you climb all these mountains and carry heavy weight up. Like, you know, we carried this big Gorex sandbag up, <laughs> like being able to like haul that meat out, haul that animal out. Yeah. It's that's all gotta part be, of that's it. That's going to be hard. It's all part of it. And as I explained, it's like the endurance training that we do, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most people go on a hunt and after the first couple of days, they're pretty fatigued because the mountains sure. will do that. Yeah. And, um, I feel like, you know, you start off at a hundred percent, which each day that goes by, if you haven't trained for it, your ability is going down, your decision making is going down. And I've seen plenty of guys where, you know, if if you're on a mountain hunt and they're fatigued, 
they they know where they should go to give themselves some the highest opportunity of success but yeah. instead they take shortcuts because yeah. they're tired yeah so and when you take shortcuts you're going to screw up the wind's right. going to give you up the animals might see you um but yeah so it's just i mean i feel like with your training you're built for just enduring and then on a hunt you just have to you're it's based on the decisions you make yeah and looking at things objectively not having your physical condition weigh in on that. Right, right. But, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I've just seen a lot of people fail because, and and people don't like to admit it, that they should have worked harder. Right. But they're just the way it goes. <laughs> That's but, usually how it is with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, uh, w oh, one thing that was pretty impressed too is like you shot my bow. So <laughs> you're... I don't That's know. A heavy bow. <laughs> it's pretty impressive how ambidextrous you are. Yeah. You know, because you said you yesterday you said you're left eye dominant, mm -hmm. so that means okay, we've got to shoot a left-handed bow, but yeah. you do most most things right-handed. Right. Yeah. The only things I do left-handed are shooting, uh, bow, rifle, and playing hockey. So And that in your tactical games, did you shoot left-handed? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, you did. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it was I used all my my brother's guns since I was back in Iowa and it's set up for a righty. So that was like a little tricky. Um, but I just, I'm so left eye dominant that I can't shoot the other way. So, yeah, you mentioned your siblings. Did you guys push each, push each other growing up? Like, did you compete against each other? No. Oh, yeah. So I'm one of six. I'm the bottom. So I'm five out of six. Mm. And when I was growing up, my, we're all two years apart. Mm. Um, and so my sister's right above me. And because like, both my parents coached us in most sports. Like my dad always coached me in hockey. I always played two grade levels up mm. starting when I was like in probably second or third grade. So always two grade levels up um, in softball and hockey and basically any sport that was a team sport. Mm. And so I think that also made me who I am today because I had to push harder. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, playing with, you know, when I'm eight and everybody's 10, that's a yeah. big difference yeah. with development and everything. Sure. So I kind of had to step up my game. Um, because there was no excuses for being younger. What would your dad, sometimes you probably got beat up a little bit, right? Oh older yeah, kids. for sure. What would for your dad sure. tell Especially you? Especially in hockey too. Um, when I'm like a smaller athlete out there. Um, but yeah, just suck it up. I grew up in a very <laughs> suck it up, um, mentality household. So yeah. work harder. No excuses. No excuses. There was never any 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 excuse for it. So. so how come he he coached hockey? Did he love hockey growing up? Yeah. So he played hockey. Both my brothers played hockey, and then me and my sister right above me played hockey. Is hockey big in Iowa? Not super big. That's why I played with all the boys growing up. There wasn't all women's teams. Um, you get into like Minnesota, and then East Coast is more popular. There's mm -hmm. you know women's travel teams, things like that. But yeah, so like you know if you're gonna you have to check boys. You, you, you'll start fights with them, things like that. Like I spent a lot of time in the penalty box. Like I was you did? You. Yeah, yeah. My dad's well, favorite story that he always loves to tell is I was in high school. I think I was a freshman and I always played defense. So when you're playing defense and they're skating at you, you find the right moment to step up. Oh, you said you played left. Lefty. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So like you find that moment to step up and check and take the puck away. So mm. when I did that one game, it was right next to the other team's uh, box so when I hit him he fell into the box mm. and so he got out and he's like super embarrassed and he's mad so he starts coming at me starts swinging so we start getting in a fight really and I found like he fell forward and I took his jersey like they do in the movies and threw it over his, oh, head, his head just to embarrass him even Ooh. more 
And we both got thrown in the penalty box. And I was just so mad because it's like, he started this with me, right? <laughs> and my dad at that point, um, he wasn't my coach in high school. And so he was working the penalty box. And he said, I got in the penalty box. And he's like, I've never heard anybody, man or woman, curse and say any every word under God's green earth before. So he's that just like, I, yeah, it was me. Because I was just so angry um, <laughs> that I got the penalty. So he loves telling that story because it's just, it was pretty funny. And that, like my yeah. whole team's cheering. Like everybody's like, they're loving it when he flipped <laughs> over the board. So, Oh, I bet. <laughs> so that, so yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't act through a competitive spirit like that. Yeah. I mean, nope. that says a lot right there. That's probably why your dad, like yeah. you said, your dad loves that story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he loves sharing it. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean that in a, in a nutshell, that explains you pretty much. Would you say? I would say so. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I just didn't anticipate hockey would be big in Iowa, but yeah. Cause out here, I don't think anybody plays hockey. No, West coast is, is not near as popular. It's more like, uh, Midwest and the East coast. East coast yeah. is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's weird. Cause lacrosse is big back East and then yeah. out here, not a lot. Yeah. We didn't have lacrosse. So no, no. What was your fate? What, was hockey your favorite in high school, but you said you dove too. I didn't, what, yeah. what was that about? Yeah. So, um, swimming and diving, I didn't love getting up at 4am and swimming every morning. So I was like, I'm going to dive because they practice after. So oh. I would, I would actually go in the morning. I'd stop to go in the morning and swim. And then I would dive in the afternoon. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, my sister was the swim coach or swim and dive coach when I was in high school. So was that she, made it fun. Was she good? She was a good diver. Yeah. And what yep. she, how, I mean, did she go to college to do it or how? No, she didn't go to college to do it, but she like made state, um, almost every year placed there. Mm. Yeah. What was your go-to dive? Who? I liked a Ford one and a half with a twist. It just looks pretty. Really? Yeah. And so did... you do a flip, you twist, and then you do a pretty dive. Yeah. How do you get good at that? Just practice? Just practice. Just over and over? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys ever practice like in like tumbling or yeah, like, like a, foam pits and stuff. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, I never did. I mean, a lot of the divers grew up as gymnasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I was never a gymnast. So it was just like, you keep going, you smack, you do it again. You yeah. know, you hit the water hard and you did all the time too, which it hurts. <laughs> I bet. I know I've seen some, yeah. Oh, I've done, I've, who You've hasn't, your belly, fair share? who hasn't belly flopped, <laughs> but I used to try to do flips and stuff off the bridge, um, uh, swimming holes and oh, nice. yeah, you know, when you screw something up, Oh yeah, it hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to, Oh, also, so you said that was one thing that reminded me, um, Gym, you said a lot of divers are gymnasts. Yep. You said if you were going to get into CrossFit, you'd have to work on gymnastics, gymnastics right? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, like I, I grew up and I was a tomboy. And so like wearing like a leotard and like things like that, it was just like, no, nah, I don't want to do gymnastics. Looking back, I wish I would have because hmm. it definitely helps with skills for CrossFit and just like body awareness and everything. So yeah, if there's one sport I could go back and do, it would be gymnastics. Can you do handstands? Yeah, I can do handstands, handstand walks, handstand push-ups. They're just not as good as they should be. So We did, we did a little push-up routine yeah, last night. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. That was fun. That was, that was fun. fun. I'll add that into my routine. One one thing that you said last night was that you don't do a ton of pushing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So 
in obstacle course racing, a lot of it's like upper body strength and it's mostly pulling. So going across rigs, like pull up strength is more important than push. There's not a lot of push movements that we do, hmm. um, maybe getting the sandbag up and that's about it. Yeah. So, um, in the gym, especially when I'm training for these races, it's more pull work than push. Hmm. but push work is fun like i like would love to bench more if it well, makes sense but <laughs> shooting a bow i mean you are as weird it's like a weird technique but you are pushing with kind of one hand and then i was telling you today yeah. mostly it's like once you get that then it's just holding with your back right yeah. so i mean a lot of back work in the gym helps bow yeah. shooting i'm just like the regular bench curl guy like, <laughs> which is great i mean that, and that helps it's something. With, <laughs> it's something. I don't know if it's great. Well, with the bow, you're kind of pushing and pulling. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it definitely uses such different muscles. So if I were to shoot more, which I, I plan to, I'm going to have to like work on those muscles a little bit in the gym because the fatigue is real, like shoulders, yeah. everything. Well, you were, I mean, you stayed strong today. Uh, the whole, I was trying. <laughs> at 111 yards, yeah, you can't, if you're fatigued, you're not going to hit that no, thing. No, no, no. And you were all around. I mean, we had a couple of groups. It was like yeah. all around so it. So close. I wanted that. I was like, that damn balloon's going down. <laughs> and then I think, was it the first arrow on that last uh, group? Yep. Yep. So we hit, I hit it at a hundred and then we moved back and I was like, it was the first arrow. So yeah. that oh. felt good. I was like, oh my God, sweet. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to to share to, that you have your own bow yeah, and you learn from the herd bull. I call Wayne, he hates this part, but <laughs> like, you know, a herd of elk, you got the, the bull that runs it. Yeah. I said, I told Wayne, he's the herd bull. So, I, I mean, he's phenomenal. Like I've been, like I told you into a lot of bow shops in Colorado and they're great, but he was phenomenal. Like just all the tips and tricks and just like the whole process. He was, he was great. You said you train some hunters, right? Yeah. So I have some clients who, um, backcountry hunt. And so I train them up to be able to, you know, the endurance and then the strength to carry out the animals. So, um, that's really fun. Yeah. You said they're good guys. Yeah. They're great guys and they're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Tell them I said, what's yeah. up. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, you have a wide, you appeal to a wide range of, of yeah. people, but yeah, I wouldn't think that backcountry hunters would be, but it's good to hear. Well, I mean, they need to train too, right? And the, like oh, I do strength and endurance and that's what they need. So yeah. it's kind of a good fit. Yeah. I think everybody in life needs strength and endurance. I think being strong, what was the saying we were saying? Strength is never a weakness. Strength is never a weakness. Or I'd rather be dead than average. Yeah. Both of those. <laughs> yeah. That was the gym saying last night at I like know. 1030. Thanks, Mark Bell. <laughs> I know we were having... I was basically stalling, telling stories so I could like, we did, uh, you know, my normal 10 sets of 10 and I was, I felt like I was being a fucking pussy to be honest. So I, if I, well, after that, I mean the hot run and stuff like the fatigue was real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that if I could buy myself a few more times with a few more stories, then maybe I could get a couple more yeah. reps. And then once it got down to those last ones, that's when it felt so good. I you love, it. I, um, I love being, I love pushing to failure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can, anybody else. I can see that. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it just feels good. It's like, finally you put in all the other shit when you're fresh. I mean, you had a saying today. What was that saying? No one cares what you can do fresh. Right. That was the saying for the go Ruck games. Exactly. Yeah. This last, this last one. So that, you know, it, it's true. Like anybody when they're fresh mentally, physically, 
can do a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It is when you get past that point where things start to go, the body starts to get fatigued, the mind starts to feel weak. That's what it matters. Yeah, that's what I think. And anything in life, even competition or just like day-to-day stuff you have to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah, when I can get through, push through, and everybody else would be fresh and it's all good, (laughs) everybody's good, because everybody likes to do, what, three sets of 10 on bench or on whatever movement they're doing. Mm -hmm. And usually that three sets of 10 is like, just starting to feel it right you're right, just starting and you're right. quitting now mm-hmm. so when i think of that like last night when we got to those final ones i'm like finally got 98 reps yeah. done these two and so we did go we did we went slow, slow. Uh-huh. and just felt them uh-huh. God, that, well i did I that first it. and you made me redo it and i was like all right i'll savor it <laughs> felt good yeah, didn't it, it? Did. have you ever done the 10 by 10 with the back squat so that's squats? yeah. So that oh yeah, squats. Bro, we don't squat. Leg press. You do leg press. You but saw that's... what I did for legs. <laughs> yeah, that was my true. leg workout. Running up mountains, carrying weight—that is legs. I will 100%. say, I we went up the super steep hill to start, and you were fucking grinding. I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm so screwed today. Because after that, I was like, I am so screwed. But I started off a little hot. I was like, <laughs> I, know. Well, I had Thank no god. idea how far we were going, what distance, anything. So I was like. Okay, maybe it's not that far, so we're just going to gun it up this mountain. You did. You did. It, it looked cool, but... It it looked cool. It looked good. It's <laughs> like... But I was worried at that time, so, yeah. But you didn't know. I mean, how far yeah. did we run? What was it? It's like 13. Yeah. 13 and a half, yeah. 90-degree day, yeah. running yeah. along on asphalt for yeah. some of it. Yeah, the, the, the highway section was pretty rough. couple yeah. summits. Yep. You're... You are... Blast. I mean, I'm not... Like I said, I've said it a minute many times you know, I'm not surprised but um it's you know because I've followed you I've seen it and it's just like you're everything that you you sell yourself well as I mean it's easy to fake stuff too but that's that's not my game so it's all it's always just about being on set authentic online because I think that's people can tell um, I'm a poser. and it helps what you I'm are a, a poser. poser yeah <laughs> I don't do that shit I do that just for the camera. Didn't you know that? But, you know, I, I debated that. I was like, I wonder if this is going to be as hard or it's going to be more for the camera. Because I've been in both kind of situations. And I'll tell you, like, you don't fake it. Like, this, this was, that was a hard training day. Um, and I appreciate it. So nothing <laughs> was done for the camera. Don't be ruining it. We, <laughs> we, need to, the, we need those guys that say I'm a poser to still have their, a little bit of hope. Yeah. So don't screw it up. Okay. Because w- I was with, kidding. Without them talking shit about me, what would they have? Right, exactly. I mean, so we need to have, let them be a little happier. Um, so here's your brand new Hoyt. Look at this. It's beautiful. Yeah. She's sexy. I know I she is. It. And like, yeah. so we'd say, see that all black, you know what we call that? Or the kids call that you're a kid murdered out. Oh, murdered out! Isn't yeah. that murdered out? All I'm black. loving listening to all the sayings and phrases you've learned. It's so fun. I'm old. I've been around. So when you're around for decades and decades and decades, you hear a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, you said some yesterday I haven't even heard of, and I was like, oh wow, no, you're, you're woke. Fucking too young. Right? Too young. Um, thank you. Katie, I mean, this has been, I've had so much fun. I love training hard and you love training hard. Mm-hmm. So it's been just a, I mean, great experience. So thank you for coming. I'm happy that you're taking I'm a bow home or so I'm going to send it to you actually. And we're going to do a bear hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I love to train hard. So this was like a perfect fit. It was a good day. Yesterday was a great day. Today was super fun with the bow. So thank you. Thank you. Well, Thanks for coming. 
We'll, uh, we'll do it again. Yeah. All right. Keep hammering. One of the favorite packages that I get on a monthly basis is the Black Rifle Coffee Club exclusive coffee roast. The only way you can get it is if you subscribe to the coffee club. This month's coffee is a dark roast called Midnight Rider. This elusive roast delivers a fruity aroma, bright acidity, and tastes notes of berry, cane sugar, and melon. Black Rifle Coffee is America's coffee. As it's veteran-owned and operated, they support hunting and conservation and give back immensely to the veteran community. They're offering followers of the podcast 20% off on your first purchase to the coffee club or order on their site using code KEEPHAMMERING to get America's coffee today. I have teamed up with Mountain Ops and Black Rifle Coffee for the best hunt giveaway I have ever seen. One premium elk tag, one premium deer tag, and one lucky person. Yes, one lucky person gets both those tags. This hunt is with Wild Country Outfitters in a unit I hunt year after year in Utah. It is not only some of the best elk hunting in the state, but hunters take giant deer there year after year as well. How can one win this hunt, you may ask? It's as simple as going to mountainops.com hunt. If you make a purchase on the website, make sure you use code CAM for 20% off and free shipping. Keep hammering and may the odds be in your favor.